When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Planner Talk Podcast. I am your host, Vienna Ortiz, and this podcast is going to bring you all the planner chat, all the planner community chat, productivity chat, time management, talk with other business owners and community members, as well as mental health, and just anything hot topics or hot takes or controversial takes, all of the above. And so without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Planner Talk Podcast. I just said episode really strange there, but what's new? Um, This episode is really near and dear to my heart, not just because of the topic, but because I get to talk with a very special human being and her name is Selena. She is Planet with Stickers on Instagram and she is an amazing human being. Um, She really gets vulnerable in this episode and being vulnerable is really hard to do, especially on, you know, um, a platform that will be sent out or listened by strangers, uh, essentially. And so I think that this is a really important topic where we do, um, talk about mental health. We talk about, um, kind of cultural, uh, differences when it comes to mental health stigma. We also talk about, um, running a shop and how those ups and downs went as well as kind of some tips and tricks as to how she keeps her mental health in check and um, some of the ways that she runs her business now so that it's a lot more attainable. And so whether or not you do run a business, this is essentially a episode where you get to hear somebody else's story and you may or may not relate to that story, but it's very refreshing to hear somebody talk so openly and candidly about um, their struggles and hopefully it does help one of you out there. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode. Welcome to the podcast, and I'm so excited that you're here. We have been chatting kind of back and forth, and so we have a lot in common already. I already know that, (laughs) but I'm excited that you're here. Thank you. Yeah, so the first thing that I want to ask you is what are you binge watching right now? I am currently binge watching a show on Prime called Mr. Mercedes. It sounds kind of lame. And it was honestly, like, it was very random how I came upon it. I was just, like, finding shows to watch. I'm like, Mr. Mercedes, like, what is this about? And I've been really into, like, in the books that I've been reading as well. We'll talk about that. Yes, yes. But um, it's basically about a retired detective who's being taunted by a mass killer that he could not catch. Mm -hmm. And this guy killed a bunch of people in a Mercedes car that he stole and so he got coined the term like Mr. Mercedes so it's like the hunt of who he is like why he's the way like he drove the Mercedes to a job fair and like plowed down people oh wow (laughs) yeah so it's it's pretty dark and gruesome but that's the trend that I've been on lately so yeah want something gruesome that's the show (laughs) it's gonna be Halloween soon so we'll see if I might turn that on there are clowns in it, so if you don't like clowns, oh. this is your warning. 
Well, luckily I'm good with clowns, but I don't know about the listeners, you know, some people are hit or miss with clowns. <laughs> um, that sounds interesting. And the other thing I wanted to bring up was we have both been listening to um, Back to the Beach, right? I have not caught up, so no spoilers. Me please. neither, me neither. I think I'm on like episode three. I skipped the one with um, Trey. Trey, I skipped it because I was like, I just want to get to these episodes. <laughs> if you guys don't know what we're talking about, um, we're obviously both Laguna Beach fans. If you're in the right age of this, then you probably watched it. It was like one of the second uh, reality TV OC type thing-ish. Um, before it I think it was the OC because I remember they were watching the OC in the show but the OC's scripted right like it's not actual I heard that it's like it yeah I think it is more scripted than anything okay okay so I guess they are kind of the first but then they got scripted too I think a little bit is what they talk about kind of or they didn't get scripted okay so listen we're not going to go all the way into it but like (laughs) if you're a fan of Laguna Beach and you like Kristen and Steven um back to the beach is a great podcast that we have been listening to <laughs> yeah it's been a great entertainment source on my walks that's for sure <laughs> yes it's int- and I actually I don't know if you guys know who Heidi is Heidi Heidi I can't think of her Whitney, Whitney Whitney yeah Whitney she's from the city and I have been watching her reaction videos to Laguna Beach and those <laughs> are funny <laughs> just a whole side note <laughs> hold I know yeah I haven't I haven't gone into it because I'm like it, this might be a rabbit hole. Got to be careful. <laughs> oh, it absolutely is. I was like up at night watching it before bed. I was like, I have to stop this for a bit. <laughs> but okay, so transitioning over, I kind of want you to tell us, the listeners and me, a little bit more about yourself. Like, first about you and your life, what you do, and then how you found the planner community. Yeah. Um, I think the first thing that I should say is I have always loved stickers, like even when I was a little girl. And the extent of my love for stickers, this is the story that I like to share with my friends and they get a good laugh out of it. Um, My dad used to take me to the dollar store and we would go and look at like the little strips of, I think it was Sandy's Lion stickers. That rings a bell with anyone. (laughs) But they were like little strips of stickers and like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, a dollar was like, worth a lot more than it is now yeah they were like a dollar three dollars type of things and so I remember this one time I asked him to take me to the dollar store and he refused to take me and so by having the tantrum what I did was I went to the fridge and I opened the the fruit drawers and I ripped all the stickers off the oranges and the apples and I put them in my sticker book <laughs> I love that because so I was like I'm going to get stickers one way or another, daddy. (laughs) Like I'm going to figure it out. And I don't have that book anymore. It must've got tossed in one of our moves, but that is one of the key memories I have with stickers. (laughs) That's amazing. I love that. I forgot those little stickers I'm through. 15 years ago, you guys, they're, they're coming back now, just like all of the nineties kids stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I've always, I've always used like an agenda is what we called it in elementary school it wasn't so much as big of a thing in junior high and high school, but they were like available at your leisure type of thing. Yeah. It wasn't until I think maybe my second or third year of university when I was really struggling with my courses and managing life and all of that together. I was like, I think I need a planner again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did some searching and I came across this one planner called a passion planner. And it yeah. was a 
week on two pages, but it had time blocks on it. And that was what I was really struggling with because I was over ambitious and underestimating what I can accomplish in the time I had. So by time learning how to time block that, that changed everything. Like life got a lot easier with it. And I thought, I wonder if there are stickers for these platters. Right. And then I found Etsy and I went on Etsy and I started Googling and I was like, oh yeah, I would like to buy some of these stickers. And then being the crafter people that we are, once we got our hands on them, we're like, I wonder if I can make these myself. Right. <laughs> so like $500 later, I got a cameo, a select cameo. I got, you know, all the necessary supplies to start and I started playing around with stickers and I thought, it would be fun to make some money back because I spent a lot of money on all this stuff. So that's kind of how it all kickstarts. Love that. That's an amazing story. <laughs> and it came all full circle. Full um, circle. <laughs> yeah, that's no, I love that. And then, so, okay. So in between there, did you find the planner community through getting a passion planner? Or did you find the community after? I believe it was in the process of it. Like I started okay searching for things on Instagram and I made some new friends and they were like oh like have you looked at was hashtags a thing back then I think it was yeah yeah because I think that's how I found it yeah yeah so and then they kind of introduced me and I started following new people and and then I made a separate account because I wanted to start the shop as well yes yes okay I love that yeah so what year would you say this was in just to get a time frame I would say probably like 2014 Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. Yeah, definitely. Hashtags were around because I, yeah. I also hashtagged planner, and I was like, "What <laughs> stickers?" <laughs> well, yeah, what's, what's, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. The community was definitely there. It was just like if you don't look for it, then you don't know about it. And yeah. and I think it was like 2015, 2016 when the community really like popped and had a huge influx yeah. of people in general. So definitely there. <laughs> yeah, so you would say you're kind of like one of the first few I mean, you know, give or take to start selling stickers because I feel like in 2014 or 2013 for sure when I joined, there was like not a lot of stickers available quite yet and then it started to pick up around 2014. Yeah. I think, I think yeah, I think part of that is definitely true. It I think there was also like maybe because I wasn't in the community or just maybe because there wasn't as much attention on the community. Yeah. It didn't seem like there were no, because there's definitely shops that I found then and have purchased from that are still around. Yeah. And they're, they're doing amazing. So, and if you True. look at um, a few names that are coming up are like Lime and Water. They're in their seventh year of business, just like I am. Um, Christiane Design's been over for a decade. So like yeah. they were there, but I, you, you just didn't look in the right place to find them, I think. No, yeah, I definitely agree. And then now when you go like on Instagram and the explore page, they'll they'll give you like a recommendation. Well, I don't know about other people, I guess it just depends. <laughs> like if you're in that realm, that algorithm will give you like a planner and then you're like, oh, what's this? And then I think yeah. you get sucked into it a lot easier than back then when you had to like actually just hashtag to find something. You had to be interested in it to like find it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the only way I found certain sticker shops was through Etsy, honestly. Yeah. I, I don't, what did Instagram look like in 2014? 
just pick just I got photo album still pictures yeah but was there like a search page like I'm trying to remember these things I remember there was like where you could type in a um hashtag but I don't know okay yeah yeah I must have found these shops on Etsy and then plugged in their information to follow them on Instagram yeah for yeah. sure, Etsy was definitely like I don't. I remember I know this fact, but I can't think of it right now. Etsy was pretty, pretty new too, just like a few years, right? Probably, yeah, open. Yeah, so that's interesting. I love that kind of origin story. Um, I know that. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about you know when you decided to start your shop and everything, and I kind of want to know if it was a straight line, which nothing really is ever a straight line. I know that. Um, but what did it look like for you when it comes to accomplishing your goals? Like, did you have some ups and downs? Were you at a point where you were like, I'm not sure I can do this. Or were you like, I just got like, what were the tools and the things that you went through? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, if you were to, to map out what the shop looked like, there's definitely like huge roller coaster bumps. And then at one point it just went flatlined until I came out. Because yeah. <laughs> like I had mentioned, like I started planning with stickers as a passion, hobby, side yeah. business, whatever you want to call it, right? Like the main objective that first year was just like to make back the money that I spent on stickers. Right. And if you're relatively newer to the planner community, how the planner community looks today in terms of like, the amount of sticker shops and the style is very, very different from when we started in 2015, because I spent about like $500 and I don't know how many hours till two in the morning trying to figure out my cut settings, but it was, dare I say, it was a lot easier five, six, seven years ago than it is now, also because of how the market has changed. Um, But I was, I was very surprised at how quickly it took off and I was in university at that time as well so there was only so much time I could dedicate to it so it was actually kind of bad for my mental health which we'll talk about right absolutely because it was these huge cycles of like okay now that I'm done school I can focus on this Mm -hmm. school's back now we gotta dip down again and it was just like it was the cycle that I needed to live yeah and many times I was like I think I'm gonna close my shop because I don't have time. And every time you close, you know, the SD algorithm, you go on vacation mode, things tank and it gets harder and harder to build back up. So that was, that was the majority of the experience for the first four years, I want to say. Wow. No, I think it's important to talk about because I know a lot of people, whether it be, maybe they do want to start a business or maybe they just are trying to accomplish a goal. And it's important to know that everybody has like ups and downs and that it's not always a straight line and then you have other things going on in your life too like you were talking about you were at university what were you studying when you were going to school I studied to be a dietitian actually oh nice yeah that's really awesome I always find that interesting um uh but yeah it's important to know that like nobody ever has a straight line and so I appreciate you sharing that now you talked a little bit about like you know your mental health which I know is a lot of what we wanted to talk about in this podcast um why has that been such an important topic to you now and how does it affect how you like run your shop right now or live your life right now? Mm -hmm. Um, so in hindsight, like, um, 
it's very easy for me to get obsessive and in the zone with certain things. And when that happens, on, me too. <laughs> when that happens, shit gets done, but mental health also does not get like glanced at whatsoever. Right. And it, I, I was never able to recognize this pattern. Um, I'm, I'm of Chinese heritage. And so in our family household, we're very, um, traditional slash conservative if you want to call it that so mental health was not something we talked about we didn't acknowledge it school had limited exposure to it so I didn't know what anxiety really was like I didn't know what depression looked like I was just like oh I'm just sad you know (laughs) right right, yeah yeah so um it was when I started to to grow a little bit older and I started to see these cycles where I'm like I don't think that's good for me, but I also didn't really have a family network where I could openly reach out and talk to people about this because there's, there really is still a big stigma with more traditional cultures, like the the Chinese community and mental health, right? Like Mm -hmm. you should be okay. Like you should not need help. You shouldn't, you know, kind of get shamed for it. And it it comes down from a lot of the, the linear heritage culture stuff. Um, the pivotal moment was, um, about a little over a year ago when I I thought I had a stable career, things were starting to shift, but wasn't happy. I wasn't feeling fulfilled. Like I thought I would, there was a lot of doubt and questioning about my life, my career choices, all of those things. And I realized I needed to ask for help and talk therapy came in got to a point where I was like I think I'm good and then it's like no you're not (laughs) you need more than that and it was it was it was really scary because I've heard a lot of stories about how people respond in terms of trialing different types of medications and I knew that I also wanted the support of my mom people of, of the when I was stickers community know know her as mama chan <laughs> so I I knew I needed mama chan's support but I was also terrified of telling her that I needed this intervention that I needed this help because I was afraid of being shamed and yeah you know like I wasn't going to get the support that I needed but the alternative was to hide it which sounds just as awful and chaotic and messy so mm-hmm. I did end up um you know, sharing my experience with her, like I hid my anxiety and depression from her for years because for a chunk of it, I didn't know. Once I knew, I was like, well, I can't tell them this. I can't tell them this. Uh, Hardest decision I made that year, probably also the best decision I made as well, hands down. So good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. I mean, thank you for sharing that because I know that's very, being very vulnerable and that's difficult, Um, especially, you know, to point out that there is still a lot of stigma within you know, family and culture and things like that. I, I definitely agree coming from, you know, um, Latin culture, Hispanic culture. It's definitely so that we have a lot of work to do, but, <laughs> but I am just so happy that you were able to, let me turn this off. I'm so happy that you were able to reach out and that it was a great decision for you because as you know, there's nothing more important than mental health, because if you don't have that, if that's not going well, then nothing in your life goes well. (laughs) And so she received it well, is that she and everything, you know, how did, what happened after that? 
yeah um I said I basically explained to her like you know I've been struggling with this for months I've been doing the therapy but I need to do this now and she was like then do it I support you go do it and I was like really like I was shocked I was like really no no pushback nothing she's like no go do it you'll be okay we'll get through this and I was like like my heart I think that's so great (laughs) and so important for people who are listening who might be in that same position that you are a lot of people do go through this and they and we don't know they won't share that you know oh (laughs) getting choked up (laughs) okay okay. (laughs) no it's okay it's okay it's beautiful that you know that your family supported you in that way because it's not always the case um but I think it's important to try you know and so this is a great story to tell the listeners you know give it a try you you might be shocked and surprised at the response you know um There, there will be people there to support you. It might not be the first person that you reach out to, but they're out there. They're out there. And there's nothing to be ashamed of whatsoever. Brains are like, I like to say like brains are like any muscle that in our body or even, I don't want to say bone, but like there are any muscle in our body that can break or tear or, or need assistance. And so it's important to take care of our brains. Yeah. Um, so I mean, so now that I know just how important mental health is to you, um, what are some things that you do now to kind of make mental health a priority for you? Because I know you said you learned this cycle and I can totally attest to that. I have that, I used to have, and I still have to work on daily that same cycle, Yeah, like burning out, you know, (laughs) being very kind of like you said, like very into something and then burning myself out and then having to take a break in order to get back into it so what are some things that you do now that you can tell listeners that they might want to think about or try or at least have a second thought about when it comes to mental health yeah um I think the first thing is I found the planner that works for me okay yeah (laughs) um it's like this whole thing like the the planner piece that people talk about and some people are not going to agree with me and that's okay, but I don't believe in the planner piece at all. Okay. Um, I just believe that as you go through different seasons of life, you're going to need things to look differently, whether right. that's, I don't know, how you dress, how you eat, how your schedule looks. And that's why the planner you're going to need to use is going to change. So I use a Amplify planner, which is a, a daily planner with the time block still okay. that you list. So I still use the concept of, okay, if these are the things I want to complete today, how is that going to look in my schedule? Because you can't, you you can't do 12 hours of work in six hours and expect to be okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) And so by having the time blocks, I'm able to like block out time realistically, how much time it's going to take, but also like, okay, when do I want to fit in a workout? When do I want to go read my book, take my lunch break, take my mental health breaks, those types of things. Um, I also set alarms on my phone for every day. They go off and the the idea is to stop whatever I'm doing, literally, unless I'm driving (laughs) and just close my eyes, take some deep breath and and check to see like, how am I feeling? Like, am I actually anxious? Have I been like hunching over like this on the computer without realizing? Yeah. Those little things can kind of a dom- create a domino effect like okay I'm feeling kind of anxious and tense why 
Yeah. Is it a task? Do I need to go take a break or something? Yeah. It's those little moments that kind of change the trajectory of how your day is going to look. And that's been really, really helpful. Yeah. Um, So kind of like things things you're saying yes to and things you're saying no to. Mm -hmm. Learning how to say no, which opens up options for what you can say yes to. Saying no to working past midnight means yes, I get to go and get some more rest that I need to function properly the next day. There's going to be times when that's not possible if you have a deadline to meet, but those are the one-offs rather than the standard of how you operate. No, yeah, those are such great, um, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Tips, tricks, hello. (laughs) To, you know, to give off because I think that like you're giving yourself a lot of grace, whereas if I could guess, like before, um, you weren't. And now I can see that, you know, from what you're saying, you're like, okay, you know, I'm not, I'm maybe not feeling so great today, but I'm going to give myself grace, like what's going on in my life, what's happening, you know, how can I um, help myself or not help myself? Where do I need a break? Um, And that's so so important. Like, that's so great, you know? There's there's a lot of, little incremental things that happen that kind of created this as well but yeah one of the things that I realized that has really helped me on this journey is accepting and embracing the fact that you need to have ups and downs Mm. and then once you learn to accept because without up there can't be down without down there can't be up right like you need to have both to balance things out and rather than trying to fight those down moments, the low days, whatever you describe them, you embrace it, you go through with it because you know you're always going to get through it and it's going to start moving upwards eventually, whether it's a day, a week, or a month. Oh my God. Yes. This yes. <laughs> <laughs> just, just is so great. And I, and that's something that I've also learned because I think me as a struggling, like I'm trying to like completely take perfectionism out of my vocabulary but I know that I struggle with that and if I had to guess you probably either have or still do um with the idea that everything always has to be great so you always have to kind of be like right here and if you if you're not then it's like a catastrophe but like you just saying like accepting those ups and downs goes totally against perfectionism (laughs) anything (laughs) perfect um, cause this is perfect. Right. Or even this and up is perfect, but like right. down would but be not. real. Yeah, it's exactly. It's an illusion. And so seeing that, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> but seeing that helps so much and seeing that like, you're allowed to have down days. I can't even imagine the amount of listeners or people who are so mad at themselves for having a down day, but like we're human. <laughs> yeah. And I used to fight it. And, and I was like, but, but, when you fight it and you try to go do something, you either don't do it, you get frustrated or you end up just redoing it. So yeah. what your body and mind really needed was just like, we just need to chill and be a vegetable and maybe watch some Netflix or something. Yes. Or just not even, sometimes I just lay there and play music. And, yeah. my, and Mama Chad will be like, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'll be okay tomorrow though. <laughs> yeah, and I love that acceptance of like how you're feeling and being very transparent. Like, yes, like I'm not. <laughs> but you know, said I'll get through it you know and yeah you know and I and I try to be very transparent too because like I can't pretend like that I'm always great if you're not and it's great when you're great <laughs> so 
Um, so what are some things that you would say protect your mental health? Like, for example, some people will shut off their phone at seven. Unfortunately, I'm not that person, but I try to like at least not be on social, but I'll definitely be on like, I don't know, YouTube or, or some. I consider Adam, uh, Instagram socials, YouTube, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, okay. Things I do, things I don't. Um, I do have a alarm clock that goes off and says, put my phone in airplane mode. Okay. It goes off at 8.30, but it, I never go off at that time <laughs> It needs to change. Like, And the thing with alarms is I've noticed what the moment you don't acknowledge it and you just kind of like snooze it or whatever, it's done. You got, you got to change yeah. it up because your brain's used to like just ignoring it. Um, but definitely like setting alarms for my mental health check-ins, time to turn off my phone, things like that. Um, airplane mode overnight. I don't want to wake up to notifications. Yeah. And it actually, um, I forgot what it's called, but you can set it so that all of these apps stay quiet until a certain amount of time, oh, okay. a certain time of the day. So it doesn't actually like kick in until nine o'clock after I've woken up and done what I needed to do for the morning. So yeah. that's really important. Um, it's probably very subtle things that you don't even know that you're doing, but like yes. they add up and you do them now and maybe you didn't do them before. Setting boundaries with yourself. Huge. Huge. Just as important as it is with other people. Um, like I'm, I'm always on Instagram. I, I love Instagram and a lot of my close friends, we chat on Instagram. Like I text two people my right. work coach and my mom everything else is on Instagram and Facebook right yeah so like we'll be having a conversation they'll be like oh yeah by the way I was going to ask you about like this sticker blah 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 and we'll talk about it but I'm like okay but I'm gonna have to pause this conversation because I'm not working anymore we'll have to revisit this in the mm-hmm. morning mm-hmm. and I have yet to have anybody get upset with that because yes. most people that I'm close with also have a similar understanding and, and viewpoint on mental health so they're like yeah go right. you we'll talk about this tomorrow type of thing <laughs> it's always reassuring but um when you when you start to practice setting boundaries and you get better and better at them mm-hmm. it actually the the thing that happened from it was I stopped caring about what other people think yes. about me. Absolutely. And, and I don't, I can't tell you exactly when that happened or how it happened, but I was like, huh, I don't care what you think about that or me. <laughs> so yay, go me. And it was because I started setting boundaries for myself. Like when I have to put away my phone, when I, when I stop working, things like that. And then towards the boundaries between friends or customers, like how we communicate, how mm-hmm. we expect to exchange ideas and and things like that but when someone gets upset about something I said or something I did mm-hmm. I used to take it so personally I'd be like oh shit I, I pissed <laughs> off like I gotta go fix yeah. it and like you know like same, same, somebody's same. probably sweating just listening to this podcast right now just from those little thoughts coming up but same. now it's like okay you have a problem with how I'm acting that's that's a you thing, not a me thing. Right. As long as I know I'm acting in as an authentic self, integrity, I'm not breaking the law, like I'm good. This yeah. this is a you thing for real. No, yeah, no. Oh my god, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I feel like we are one in the same. Um, I agree with that. I think that like people pleasing is such a huge part of 
you know, um, I guess anxiety, I guess, perfect. I don't know, perfection. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I'm not a therapist. It's like the 10-year Venn diagram with little, yeah. little points all merged together. <laughs> something, but pleasing is so huge. And I think that has a lot to do. I think that starts to go away when you start to set boundaries, like with yourself and other people too. I think it helps. Yeah so much and so I appreciate you bringing that up because if it's it's a terrible feeling to feel like you always have to make somebody else feel good but you feel bad does that make right. sense yeah yes so, you're like I, I kind of don't want to but I feel like I have to because yeah. then I will feel bad and they will feel bad right so you do it and they feel better but you still feel bad <laughs> Yeah, you have to take care of yourself. And I think when people say like take care of yourself, that's what they mean. Like mm-hmm. set those boundaries, make sure you're putting yourself first. And of course, that's not selfish. Um, because nobody's ever gonna just put themselves like, you know, we're not like egotistical or anything. We're just trying to like make sure we take yeah. care of ourselves. You know what I mean? Um, and you did mention something about your like work hours. Mm-hmm. Out there might be interested in that. Because I know for me, I used to just work like all the time um when you know when I felt like it so what do your work hours look like oh my work hours are very non-traditional okay (laughs) um I used to when I was um when I was still working as a dietitian before I did planet with stickers full-time I Mm -hmm. also had a online health coaching business so I would be up at five I would do things for the two businesses until about seven get ready for work eight to four come home, eat dinner, go to the gym, and then I would work on the two businesses and go to bed at like midnight. So I was going on five hours for six to eight months. This was also during pandemic time. So life was very, very different. Yeah. And I hate getting up early in the morning. Like I'm not not an early person. I am a night owl and I thrive at night. (laughs) It's just like the moment things go quiet. I'm like, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> that's how it feels. And so, um, since I've transitioned to just working for myself, the earliest I probably willingly get up is eight o'clock, mm-hmm. and that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Like today, we'll be at eight because I had a workout prior to. So okay. when there are certain commitments that I make, I'll show up for them. But anything before eight is no thank you. Kelly, and. For the longest time, I struggled with that because of this, what do you want to call it? Societal impression that if you want to be successful, you have to do these things. You have to wake up before the sun gets up. You have to get all of these things done. And I'm like, successful? Yeah. You can tell me all of these people who are successful because they did this, but I bet you, you're just not telling me that there's these people who didn't do that, but are also successful. Oh my God, you make such a great point. I hate to stop you right here, but like those, <laughs> those people that like, oh, I wake up at 4 a.m. before anyone and I get like, and I, you know, what's funny is I used to like th- think that I was thriving off of some type of morning routine like that a few years ago. Um, but in reality, I was like so tired by three. So that was, yeah. I realized that was not working, but they just throw that out there. Like Oprah every morning gets up at 4 a.m. or like, I don't know, there's like a 5 a.m. club or something book, yes. something yeah. like that. And I'm like, <laughs> should I be up that early? But then my brain is not working at that time. So I'm just like zombie. 
I've done it a couple of times and I'm like, this is not it. <laughs> yeah. Or the four hour work week, that book stressed me. I was like four hours. Oh, couldn't do that in a day, let alone a week. I don't know about that, but that's this season of life, right? If right. we turn that two years from now, that could be a totally different picture. Never know. Um, but yeah, like I don't, I sleep in. I, if I really wanted to stretch out my morning routine, could be three hours. Yeah. <laughs> Those are part of the things that help me check in and regulate my mental health as well, right? Like I take cold showers every morning. Nice. Six out of seven days, I try to cook a good breakfast. I have my coffee. I meditate. I journal. Sometimes I read. And now, with life changing, I'm shifting those things around and I'm adding in my morning walk if I am not working out. So see how that helps. Yeah. But honestly, I knew you had more things. Yeah. So I'll cut you off because I knew you had more things. There's yeah. several things though, like your breakfast and your walk. Remember earlier I was saying, what are some things that you do? And you were thinking of the things that you do. Oh, yeah. 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 And walk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're like, what? <laughs> when it becomes just a there's so little things that you're just like, I just do them. I didn't realize. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like sometimes I may not get into the office until noon, mm-hmm. but I've also realized that it's less about how many hours you put in, honestly. And it's how, how wisely or how productively you can use those time. Absolutely. And some people might be shocked to hear like, Oh, if I start working around like 11 or 12, but I work, but I'm not done work till 10. They'd be like, you work 11, 12 hours days. Like, mm. no, I don't. I schedule time off for lunch and a walk. That might be like hour, hour and a half yeah. dinner with mama Chan. We might go for a walk after dinner. So I put in life breaks, if you want to call yeah. them. Like, yeah. I, I can blend my schedule so that I'm using blocks of time that I can maximize and optimize because I know it's not going to be good for anybody if I decide to work through dinner time and not be able to sit down for dinner for myself and spend time with mama Chan even if that means we're both staring at a screen at the dinner table hey I'm not opposed to that right yeah (laughs) yeah no and I think it's also long term too like you can do some like what you're doing and taking those breaks and eating dinner and doing the walks is more attainable long term than thinking like you're gonna just skip dinner all the time, not hang out with your mom, and just completely work all that time for years. Yeah. It's just not, it's not possible because yeah. there's two things that we need in our life to feel good about our life and to feel whole and to feel like we're connecting. And so, yeah, I don't, and, and I love the point about you don't have to work for a long time, you just have to be productive in the time that you are working. Um, and that takes practice because our minds do wander. Um, sometimes we don't want to be doing it at that time, but if we set that time frame, then we have to be committed. It's a lot of discipline, right? For you sure. know. Um, so I love that. I love that because I know for me personally, my daughter started going to school, and she goes in from like ten to two. And because I would love to spend more family time with her in the, af- in the afternoon, I know I need to do stuff in between that time and I have to be disciplined and I have to be productive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's kind of like key. And I'm so glad that you felt that because it's, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it makes sense. And this whole process, like, you know, if you're, if you're in a phase where you're, you're stuck in and you're just like going through the motions and you're constantly working and you're not, um, 
paying as much attention to other areas of her life, hit pause, hit pause for a moment. And just honestly think like we are self-employed in the sense of creating our own business, right? If you pause and ask yourself, did I go into this business to do what I'm doing right now? To work 12 hour days, 14, 16 hour days, not see my family, not take care of myself and all of those things. Is that what you signed up for? Is that what you wanted to create? Right. And there's probably going to be no, right? But the fact is, the reality is that is what you are creating, what you have created. And if that's not what you want, then you got to, you got to hit the stop button and then you got to change something. Right. Yeah. So what do you say to the people who, I mean, I know what you would say, but what are your (laughs) thoughts on, you know, there's always these stories about you have to grind like the first couple years before you can actually take a break from your business or you have to like work so hard and hustle, which I hate the word. Um, before you can actually, you know, like delegate and, and be, you know, not as active in your business, which, you know, there's a lot of that. I think yeah. in society. there's so many things I want to say, and I'm trying I to, it. um, I think the best way to summarize it is you get to choose which stories you believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's actually one of the books that I'm reading from Club Moxie there, um, what do they call it? Their, their reading list. And it's called choose your story, change your stories, change your life. Okay. And basically the concept is everything that we think about, everything that we perceive about life is based on either things we've seen. So stories we put into our own head or things we've heard from other people, stories of other people's lives. right? Right. So if you choose to focus and hang on to the story that I must work 12 hour days, I must hustle, I must grind, I must not sleep. Right. Like if you choose to focus on those stories and that's what's going to fuel your life. Mm. But if you choose to find other stories or rather create a different story that I can have a successful business while maintaining my mental health, my physical health. Yeah. I can have a successful business without putting in 12 hour days. You start creating different stories and eventually, hopefully, you will attract other people into your life who also share a similar viewpoint. And then that kind of just amplifies the story and the power of the voice. No, yeah, that's so really the reality you create is based on what you choose to believe in, whether it's a story or a thought. And I do have those days too, where I feel like I'm not working hard enough. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. when I look at my time tracker, I'm like, okay, like I did a bunch of the stuff that I'm supposed to do. I'm putting in like four, towards the end of the week, I put in four to six per day, beginning of the week could be 10 to 12. Like that's kind of how I like to scale my, my work days, because I know if I have a 10 to 12, 12 hour work day today. I'm not doing it again tomorrow. I will for sure burn out. So I do right. like anywhere between four to six, maybe eight if I'm really pushing it. But that's a part of the process where you have to figure it out on your, you have to figure it out on your own because nobody knows you best. And the beauty of it is you get to make the choices of how do I want to set it up? Who do I want to have in my circle? That's going to, you know, help amplify what I believe in. How can I help them and vice versa? And that's how we grow in life. Oh my God, that's so good. (laughs) I would love to re-listen to this myself. I'm like, I don't remember what I said, but no, no, it's so good. And I hope you do. And just kind of like also just, you know, keep living that because I think that's so important. Um, we can create our own story, you know. Like I, I think that, like you said, the stuff that stuff gets pushed, 
But as soon as we meet other people that can do it differently and we do it differently, then that's, I think that's a great thing. Um, you know, I think it's for people listening out there, just kind of thinking like, well, I don't have as much time as some people do. And so therefore I can't even, I shouldn't even start. I think what you're saying is a good testament to, yeah, you can, you just have to decide, you know, how you're going to do it and, you know, just make it work because you can create your own, you know, your own story, you know? I think one of the, the quotes that I honestly dislike the most is like, we all have the same 24 hours in oh. a day. It's like, ah, yeah, but it's not the time. It's the support that you have, right? Like I, I have a lot of shop owner friends who say like, oh, I can't wait to be like you. I can't wait to do it like that. Like the way you're doing it. I'm like, no, don't be like me. Go be <laughs> yourself. Don't be like me. And like, when you feel like you're behind, number one, you're probably comparing yourself to someone's highlight reel. And two, first off, I don't have kids. I don't have another job. I have one parent to kind of care for. And by that, I mean it very loosely because she's very independent and mobile still. So (laughs) I don't have a lot of things holding me down. Well, holding me down isn't probably the right word, but keeping up my my precious and valuable time, right? Like, you, you have a kid, you have a husband, yeah. and you probably have a lot of other interests that you want to take time for. It's not always going to be about your business, 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 right? But if you want it bad enough, you will put in the time yeah. to create a plan. Create a plan. There you go. Yeah. And the plan will go out the window, but you will keep going. Absolutely. Oh my God. That's such a good point. Yeah. The 24 hour thing when it's like, everybody has the same 24 hours as Beyonce. I'm like, sure, but everybody doesn't have the um, resources that Beyonce has. They don't have the money she has. They don't have the nannies she has. They don't have the six secretaries, like, you know, like the secretaries or whatever she has. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we don't know just, she has. We know she has them. <laughs> I, know. I know. And so I think that's such a false narrative. And, I, and I'm glad you brought that up because- yeah. Everybody has a different life, you know? It's another one of those stories that you get to choose to believe or choose to toss out the window. <laughs> exactly. I love that. I'm going to have to read this book. I'm interested yeah. in it. I will, I will send you the, the full book cover for you to find. Sure. <laughs> I yeah, I love that. Um, I kind of want to know some of your tools because we talked a lot about, you know, business and mental health. And I kind of want to know some of the tools that you use to keep it all together for your business or for your life. <sighs> gotta go with the planner we can't yeah, say the, amplifier. the planner yeah. without this being a planner <laughs> podcast right I know um I would say when it comes to the planner it's one finding the planner that works for you but also um finding ways to kind of hack it to best um for for it to best help you for lack yeah. of a better word like let me pull it up here. So I'll show you. I can't, I don't even know if I can show you a good day because it's been a while since I've played with like stickers and everything. Yeah. But yeah. Sticker shop owners don't always play with stickers <laughs> because they get too busy. Um, but this was like one of one of those days. Um okay. so I didn't use my time block as you can see, but I did block off like the tasks and chunks yeah. because I knew um it was going to be easier this way than not to and so right. in the planner there's like a bunch of like little boxes on the side right. so I use this as 
my tracker. So what are my AM routine things I need to get done? Yeah. My midday ones, PM ones, things like that. Because if I flip back to it and I see I've been having a few rough days or a rough week, yeah. what have I been doing or what have I not been doing? Because that usually, when one little piece of the foundation slips, that usually causes a cascade and yes. okay, you just got to find the piece and put it back in or build on top of it, whatever you want to do. Um, so definitely having the planner. And you mentioned like time tracking your work. Yes. So I use a app called Toggle Track, T-O-G-L. Uh, I use the free version. It's got everything that I need on it, but you can track your time. You can kind of sort it. So um, if I have times where um, some people do like their full 24 hour tracking. So yeah. if they're going out for walks, workouts, any of those things, they put that in there. I personally don't do it, but I do put in the time for works and then I break it down because yeah. then I get to see, okay, how much of my time am I spending on this activity or that activity? And what am I doing that I really hate that I want to ask for ask for help from somebody else to do it? So super important, one of yeah. Things that I did at the start of this year um, that I was able to do because Planet with Stickers was growing at such a rapid rate, I was able to hire a virtual assistant. Oh and while she doesn't do a drastic number of hours of work for me the work that she does for me is very impactful because mm -hmm. one, I don't like to do it. <laughs> so I don't have to worry about it. And two, the thing that I want to say is the time you get back yeah. doesn't have to go back into your business. Right. You get to take some of that time back. Um, the other day, uh, Mama Chen actually helps me with packing orders. Nice. So Mama Chen was packing orders for me. She was helping me. I was getting my time back. And you know what I did? I went to go work out. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what's going to help me show up as a better version of myself tomorrow, which means I get to show up as a better version of myself for her, my friends, my customers, my community, all of the people, oh, which so is why like, self-care truly is not selfish because not doing self-care is selfish because then you don't get to show up as the best version of you for the people who matter in your life. I agree. Yeah. I, that's so important for you, you know, to say, and I just think like, uh, exercise does help me so much help to clear my mind. And oftentimes that's like the first to go. So I got, this is just a reminder for me to be like, hey, <laughs> this needs to not be the first thing to go on your list, you know? And um, yeah, it's about asking for help, like ultimately yeah. asking for help. I like, you know, everybody knows the story of the pandemic and how exercise changed and everything, but I was really struggling. And I know you had talked about it a bit too, about how with your health changes during that period of time and you stepped back from social media, I felt the same too, except I, I had the story that I still had to show up. I had, that was the way to keep my business running and things like that. But I never spoke about the fact that I gained so much weight in the last yeah. 18 months to the point where it felt very uncomfortable in, in many different daily activities. And I just couldn't get back yeah. to doing what I knew needed to be done to take care of myself. So I asked for help. I invested in a coach and I've been more consistent in the last 10 weeks than I have been for years. Oh God, I'm so happy to hear you say that. Yeah, no, I think we all struggle with similar things. I struggle with the same thing. And, you know, with social media, I still feel that like, 
oh, I should be there. You know, I need to post something. And, but ultimately I know like, this is just the cycles and this is just what I need for my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so that's just what I realized for myself, but I'm glad that you've invested in something that, you know, is going to help you stay on track because sometimes we do need that extra push. We do need to ask for help. And a lot of people don't like to ask for help. So this is your cue to ask for some help. <laughs> <laughs> and it can, it can look different in so many ways, right? Like I'm very grateful that I'm in a position where I could hire a coach to help, yeah. but I definitely had phases in my life. Like when I was in university or when I was not working during university because my mental health was suffering so much, right. you had to utilize different resources, whether they're like on campus or support groups through your friends, mm-hmm. Facebook community groups. Like those are huge yeah. space, right? Mm-hmm. You might even make a friend or two and just have a friendship blossom from that too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, this has been so insightful. I just feel like we're <laughs> very similar. Also. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, it's, just, it's very refreshing because, you know, you think sometimes that you're the only one or that like you're the only one that experiences things or whatever, and you're just not. So I hope that like listeners from this episode can see that you're not alone. Like we're experiencing these things as well, even though it may not seem that way a lot of times because a lot of people including myself don't always want to show that mm-hmm. part of ourselves but I think hopefully this conversation can help you know that um mm-hmm. so thank you for being vulnerable and thank you for sharing like just those little pieces of you you know that are yeah. sometimes hard to share because it will help somebody I, I mean, absolutely yeah um I was just talking to um, a customer a customer that turned into a friend the other day and she uh-huh. told me that um she made a really big decision when it came to her job, which is a very toxic environment for her. She decided to leave and and change jobs in the next four weeks, I think it was. And she has said, yeah, I was like, you know, a lot of it was inspired by the things you said on your stories and your Instagram reels and stuff. And I was like, me? (laughs) (laughs) Right. It was kind of like a, not a reality check, but it was like a something you don't expect. And I was like, did how how did that happen and she kind of shared a bit more about me and about it and I thought wow yeah I make stickers and I helped <laughs> someone change their life <laughs> because so great for the longest time I couldn't even say like oh I have a, a sticker side hustle but now it's like I run a sticker business and I can say it with downward inflection because I'm more confident in it now but I have I have family members who hear me say that and while they're not laughing at me in my face I know they think I'm a joke but I I'm showing up as myself I'm speaking the truth and I'm having real life conversations with people I'm creating products that help people up level their life they're not just playing with stickers like I did when I was five years old like they're using it as a tool to keep them going and I'm creating ripple effects in the world that I don't think many people can say confidently that they're doing absolutely and everyone is capable of it but not everybody chooses to do it and I think that is one of those moments where I knew that what I'm doing is the right thing oh my god that's beautiful and I will and I give you so like I commend you so much because it is hard to put yourself out there it is hard to be your authentic self and like I said be vulnerable and so I commend you because not a lot of people will, but it makes a huge difference. 
So like keep doing it. Um, like we always say, even if it's one person and you do, you did find that one person, which is the coolest thing ever, you know? And that's where the ripple effect comes in, right? Like it's just one person, but when she's more confident now, because she's left that toxic job, she's going to show up definitely in her home and amongst her friends and they're going to pick up on it, hopefully. And then they're, they're going to have a conversation. Maybe things will go differently for them. And then it just goes. Yeah. So to listeners out there, just create that ripple effect. <laughs> you, you do it. You do have some, everybody has something that they can share, do, talk about, inspire to create their own like ripple effect. So if we leave you with anything, it's just like create yours, right? Because yes. you know, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> so to kind of end this, because this is just a great talk. Um, I appreciate you so much. Um, I want you to talk about like where people can find you and kind of like what you're doing right now, maybe what you have coming up or what they should expect. What I've got coming up. That's a lot of this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm most active on Instagram. So you can find find me on Instagram. It's planet with stickers, P-L-A-N-I-T with stickers not planet like the astrology <laughs> um, name, instagram <laughs> captions always does the p-l-a-n-e-t i'm like no you're not my planet friends you're my planner friends <laughs> um you can also find me on facebook as well under the same tag uh, we're not as active on there though yeah. um but we've got a lot of fun things coming what I can say is we've got some collaborations coming. We've Fun. got a lot. We've got an advent calendar coming back this year. You'll hear Yay. more about it in a couple months. And it's the holiday season. It's about to get. It's about to get even busier. Crazy. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so that will definitely go check her out. Everything that she does is amazing. And as you can see, she's also an amazing person. So just thank you so much for being here. Thanks um, for having me. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> 